You have clicked that pile of audio gold known as the Half-Ass Podcast. And now, here's a person to say something. There we go. There we go. I got my shit together. Oh, that sounds better. How about this offseason? It's been pretty insane. I know. That's, I said normally this is kind of like an NBA offseason type of deal, but there's been a shitload of movement. Pretty pissed off about Tyreek Hill because I have Jalen Waddle and him now. Like, I want to get rid of one, but I want to kind of see what they're going to do. Right. Like, it's pretty iffy. I don't know. And I'm not sure, you know, what uh, if now is the time to move anybody with that value. I mean, maybe, maybe um, Waddle's value is pretty high, but I say, yeah, I don't know. Oh, I'm not worth moving it right now. I'm not going to get rid of Waddle. I was more thinking Tyreek if. Right. Yeah. Waddle's way too young for he, he just broke the rookie reception record. I'm not getting rid of him in Dynasty, obviously. Yeah, and I think they'll they'll definitely they should have some creative ideas on how to use them both. I feel like maybe do a bunch of end arounds and stuff maybe with him. I don't know. Right, like all the shit they were pulling with uh Debo. Now you've got yeah. two guys. Man, I mean, it really opens up what they could do. I mean, I, I I, well, and I don't know if it'll work, but it, now we're going to see what two is made of. Like, he's got the tools there now. Because on paper, that sounds like just an amazing offense, but wouldn't be the first time that something's looked fantastic on paper. And then once you get it out there, it doesn't come together. Yeah. So it's, it's, yeah, it's weird value stage. Very weird. It's like, yeah, you just kind of, I, Kind of just want to wait and see how their scheme, what they're going to do, really. Right. No point in jumping the gun on it. Yeah. I feel like, what do you think about Baker? I feel like he's getting fucked. Yeah. I I said the only spots left, you've got Carolina, which are, you know, I I have to assume they're probably going to draft one at this point. They already said they didn't want him. Right. And then you got Seattle, which they've got Drew Locke and they could draft one. So there's really not a market for him. And then they had to go ahead and uh, sign their backup quarterback, which just lost their leverage even more. Yeah. I feel like there's a lot of teams that could like definitely use him. Just he shouldn't have played with that shoulder. Really? No. A lot of a lot of bad tape. You know, how many times did we say that? Is like he shouldn't have been out there. He's not helping the team win. He's not helping himself. So they in said, the end, you, you got Watson who sat out an entire year, and his value stayed up. <laughs> where, where, where uh, Baker wasn't uh, out with shenanigans and played through injury, and it's like, nah, no. We'll, pass. well on uh, the Pat McAfee show, they said the coach came out and is like, yeah, the sling that he's using. You know, really fucks with this throwing motion. And then he's like two weeks later, they had him throw 55 times in a game. It's like, okay. Like when you've got a stable full of running backs. Yeah, it didn't really make sense to me. One of the deeper teams. I mean, even when they had both their starters out, 
their Ernest Johnson ran well. So it's not like they, you know, they, they had yeah. the option on the ground. The team is deep at the running back for sure. And I don't think Johnson's going anywhere. I can't remember where they tendered him. Yeah. That's that dude that came in and ran for like 200 yards, right? Right. With his one start. Yeah. And back to the bench for you. NFL is so weird. Like I said, like I learned so much about the NFL just playing a dynasty, like yeah. the way rosters work and stuff. It's just changes how you look at things. And, you know, like in most dynasties, those guys who are those little role players are kind of useless. But uh, if you're scoring set up well enough, sometimes that third down running back who's just getting a handful of receptions is is worth it. Yeah. It's pretty interesting. Like, yeah, he might get six catches, but if he turns one of them into a touchdown, you're looking at a 10-point day, and it's like, oh, all right, that's worth it. Yeah, and that's one of those things. It's just like you toss him in, he gets a touchdown, and you're like, all right, good enough. Yeah, like, yeah that's all I needed. Oh, what the Get fuck? me 10 points. In this beer. I think What are you drinking? Cops. Uh, It's one off the tap. And there's a lot of shit floating in it. I think it's the first, one of the first beers off of this keg. So everything's set in the bottom. I really hope these are hops anyway. <laughs> Get out of there. Huh? Sludgy looking stuff. Uh, oh, yeah. A lot of shit in the bottom. Oh, well, what you going to do? Kind of like uh, when you put them in the keg or whatever, it doesn't clear up at all, like going through the lines and stuff. Well, it does, but when you keg it, like this one sat for a while, so all the sediment and shit goes to the bottom of the keg, and the line out on it sits at the very bottom. So like the first glass you pour is just going to take all the shit that settled off the bottom and pump it out. I think that's what I got going on. This is, uh, oh yeah, shit. How much, like how much stays in one of those? Because I know you got like those, like, cylinder ones or whatever for in the kegs yeah yeah Uh, like how much beer stays in one of those those taller ones are five gallon i've got uh more than i thought actually yeah i mean because you see them they're so thin you don't think that there's really that much in there but yeah with the height uh five gallons in the big ones and i got two and a half in my small one it's weird because there's the gas gas intake or input pipe in the top is just a little stem that sticks out and forces the gas in to the top of the keg like i said the output sits at the very bottom so you're forcing all that liquid down through the the pipe in the bottom yeah 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 if you overfill it and your liquid gets above that gas pipe you'll start to see the liquid come back through your co2 line and uh that's no bueno (laughs) i feel like soda would be really weird like how does that not like go crazy well it's the it's the same deal here's you put a keg in it and uh pressurizing it with the co2 it's kind of like a gigantic soda stream basically but yeah instantly pressurizing it's going to take you two to three days yeah i've never really looked into like how that shit works really it's well, the soda stream is basically the same deal on a small level. So, you know, instead of doing five gallons and taking three days, you hook up like a 12 or a 16 ouncer 
and then you're CO2 pressurizing it in like five seconds. So since it's a smaller amount, it'll take that carbonation a lot quicker. Yeah, yeah. Which would be fun because I think those would be fun for drinking. Because um, what I did down here at one point, I put five gallons of water on the tap and then I pressurized the water. So I basically had carbonated water coming right out of the tap. Oh, and then I okay, got those yeah. flavored, uh, flavored drink squeezy things. Oh, yeah, like the squirt things or whatever. Right. So you just take a glass of ice, put some vodka on it, spray one of those flavors in, and then you'd hit it with the uh, with the carbonated water. Oh, yeah. I didn't even tank. think about that. Yeah, whatever drink you wanted to make. Yeah, that'd be great for like a mixer with vodka and stuff for sure. Yeah, because I thought, well, if I make five gallons of like uh, lemonade flavored something to mix with vodka, and it's like, well, shit, why would I do that? I could just do the water and then i can add whatever fucking flavor i want yeah i didn't even think about that like using flavoring water yeah it's nice that's That's genius got them sitting right next to the tap you just squeeze a couple in and top her off i might have to do that again i've got that extra keg floating around oh yeah that is genius wake up the next day like feeling refreshed (laughs) (laughs) and i need to do the uh I've still got the kit for the uh, seltzer too. I got a mandarin orange seltzer kit and I haven't done anything with it. Yeah. How does that work? I've always wondered how seltzers get made. This shit's a little different. It's not like a regular, I have to look back at it, but I don't think it's like a regular yeast. It's like a package, a little packet of like some kind of nutrient, um, which I'm assuming is, you know, some kind of, Let's bring some kind of fermentables to the table. Yeah, yeah. Is it? Uh, yeah, it turns it over. It's. I think it's basically just sugar in that one that gets converted. I said I haven't gotten around to making it either, but I think that's going to happen maybe this year. And I still got that mead kit. I got to make five gallons of mead. Oh, mead would be sweet. Make the weed mead. Weed mead. I remember uh, I made green dragon once. Right. And, uh, yeah, that was a bad idea. <laughs> I took like two shots and next thing you know, I'm just like higher than Falk. It was not good. <laughs> well, that's, I've got a big container of the leftover shit from the green dragon. And that's what I'm going to put in the mead. Cause I figured there'll be enough there. You know, there's still some left. We'll boil it off and maybe give it a nice green color, but there ain't much else you can do with that crap. Yeah. I mean, what else? Might as well use it for that. Yeah, yeah. My brother gave me a huge jar, and I said, "We, I've tried it in mixing it in food, but you've got to use so much of it to do anything that it it becomes overpowering and like gritty." So it's, I kind of, I kind of let that ship sail. That's the worst. Here it gets gritty. Oh man! Right, and you're just like, ah, it feels like you're eating sand. Like, uh, <laughs> oh god, this isn't good. Well, I did those, uh, those those cupcakes I took up to the Dells. Okay. What, you made in. like weed ones? Yeah. Yeah. That's what I used for those. Oh, okay. I remember that now. Yeah. That was the leftover green dragon shit. So they were, didn't mix real well. Every once in a while you'd get like a little clump that hadn't broken up. And it was like, oh, this is great. I mean, it did the job, but. For me, like, there's only two way edibles go. You either can't tell you ate it, or you're 
fucking annihilated. Right. Well, they they like to make them so goddamn strong. Like, you know, when when you're when you're having a, an edible that's a cookie, a serving size should be a cookie. Yeah. Not find five friends and split this fucker up because no, I shouldn't be divvying a cookie into like a tiny pie. That's not how it should work. It's like that famous Joe Rogan bit. He's like, you go and do it like a fucking dispensary. And he's like, uh, yeah, I'll take the gummy bears. He's like, how much should I eat? Like, they're like just the leg. He's like, why are you <laughs> selling full bears? Right. If he's it's like, that what? strong. He's like, you leave and they're like, oh shit. <laughs> like he's going to get fucked up. Yeah. There, there's overkill. It's like everybody with, uh, fucking hops and IPAs in the last five years. Oh like, yeah. How much can you put in? Like, yeah, I think we found the line where intolerable lives. We just fucking cross that with reckless abandon. Yeah, the IPAs are nuts. Like in the last few, like people are just going nuts over those, which I don't really like IPAs. So, no, they they've in the last few years they've kind of uh, <clears throat> kind of evolved into the New England IPAs, which have a lot of hops, but they aren't as bitter as like a true IPA. So. Yeah, some like, of those are definitely more drinkable. The IBUs are down, but but yeah, that that's a fairly recent development. Yeah, there's definitely some that I like, but it's like most of the time if I try one, I'm like, oh, this is disgusting. <laughs> well, that's I have the meeting for Brews and Blues this week, so um, I'm going to kind of walk them through my beer list. And that's yeah. what I did with Brews is I kind of went down each beer style and then found different IBU levels for each beer style. So you could go, if you tried something and it was too much, you could go and find one that was just a little bit lighter of the same style and see if that worked for you. Yeah. When is that, by the way? Um, I believe it's June 18th. Okay. Okay. If I remember. Yeah. I mean, you'd almost want like beer friendly stuff for the regular person, you know? Right. And we do, I mean, there's, we always get new Glarus. So there's spotted cow and there's usually either moon man or two women or something totally naked. Yeah. Lighter and lighter. The regular stuff for people around here. Right. Um, and, And like I said, I try to keep a decent portion of the beers accessible. So if you are like a light beer dude and you show up at brews and blues, there is stuff you can drink. Um, but yeah, I try to leave that option open too. that. If you're like a craft beer guy, there's, there's definitely stuff to try too. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, it, uh, I was surprised last year. I got a couple, uh, I try not to get too many dark beers cause it's like I said, June and you're out there yeah. in the sun for like and the regular, hours. the regular drinker, not really dark beer people most of the time. Right. Uh, but I got a few that were way to the sweeter side, and it turns out that those actually went over pretty well. So uh, I probably ordered the same ones for those, which, like I said, I want to have different stuff for people to try. I don't want to keep getting the same things over and over. But you find a good dark beer that, that light beer drinkers are willing to drink and <laughs> like, well, maybe I won't move away from that so much. Yeah, I've definitely like came to appreciate like the regular like Oktoberfest style beers you know those type of dark beers Yeah. back in the day I used to hate those but now I don't mind them at all 
that's what sucks. I won't really be able to get any of those since they're seasonal. They won't be, um, won't really be on shelves in June. So yeah, I just mean like that style dark beer, you know, like, right. But yeah, like actual, like dark, dark beer. Oh man. Those are rough for me. I said, there was a couple I got last year that were pretty, pretty palatable. If you get them to the sweeter side, I'm okay. I said that Guinness, not so much. Oh no. Can't do that either. Yeah, it's like dry and dark. It's not it doesn't work for me. No. You know how you feel about Trubisky? Uh, I'm feeling pretty good about that. Especially when Mason Rudolph was the other option. Yeah, yeah. Pretty sure we talked about that, but I feel like that's a pretty solid, pretty solid, you know, serviceable QB. Because the contract I think is 14 million over two years. But if he hits, uh, there's a couple of incentives where it could be worth up to 28 million. <clears throat> but if it's 28 million, then that means we're getting <laughs> we're getting good return on it. Either way, that's cheap. Yeah, if he doesn't play well, we owe him seven million a year. And if he plays really well, it goes up to 14. And where are you guys in draft? 20th. Okay. Because there was a lot of talk about them trying to take a quarterback down there, but I did hear something about that, like them trying to take like a quarterback to sit behind someone. Yeah. Well, you know how the hype train goes this time of year. The quarterbacks just start inching their way up all the big boards. So oh yeah. Late I first. called that Malik Willis guy. I was like, that guy's gonna jump, and he did. Yeah, and he's still, I mean, there's uh tiger or tigers lions uh twitter is still all about it and i think they pick like two or something so they're i mean a good section of them wants them to (laughs) try to take him at two yeah i mean their team like regardless of their record it kind of seems like it's coming together a little bit yeah, they have a lot of holes to fill, but they have a decent amount of draft picks. And that's why I got a buddy who's a Lions fan, and I keep giving him shit that Lions Twitter wants him so bad. And like I said, at two. And that's where he said, no, there's too many holes to fill. Like, he'd yeah, be, he'd be fun, but we, we got a lot of other stuff to do. But we'll see. We'll see. I mean, I'm. Well, they got Goff. They have a serviceable QB. They just need to, you know, fill those holes. Well, that's kind of what he said, but I said, no, this guy's such a huge upgrade over Goff. And he's like, no, I don't think so. I don't think it's that much of a difference where, yeah, we got well, he, stuff. To he's do. just got different abilities. Like he can do right. like play actions and shit way better than Goff, obviously, just like athletically. Yeah. So you're not going to, definitely not the same skill set. I, I still think he's a tremendous upgrade over Goff, but said my body oh, doesn't seem to I would so. too. See, I think of him the way and like what you can do with him, like his play actions going to be better. His like power option or RPOs are going to be better. Well, and like there's no way shit, then, you know, you've just got more of a scrambling option. So it's, that's what I'm saying. There's no way Goff does an RPO or a play action better than that dude. Right. There's no way. Yeah. It's like, and honestly, the drop off from Goff to Boyle wasn't that huge of a drop off. I mean, it's what like the fuck? Fu- it, it's like, yeah, it's like, I mean, I don't think Goff is, 
would they have like three wins last year? Like you can't get any worse. Like throw someone in there. Right. And I'm sure they've got a decent amount. I can't remember what that contract looked like, but I'm sure they've still got a decent amount on the books to him. So it's like, oof, I don't know. I, eh. I guess in that sense, you're committed, but you can always find a way out of it in the NFL. Yeah, you can. And like, fuck, who knows? Maybe they draft a QB and make him compete. It'd probably be good for Goff. <laughs> Honestly, I don't think that would be, that wouldn't be the worst thing for him. No. I mean, that was kind of what I was hoping they would do something uh, before Trubisky that they would at least just get somebody to push Rudolph. Yeah. So that he didn't basically waltz into camp as the presumed starter. So yeah, it, it didn't have to be as good as Trubisky, but I'm, I'm glad it was. Yeah. And I'll say it every day. I think Trubisky never got used to his full potential at the bears ever. No, no, not even close. And I don't think they had anywhere near the amount of weapons to get his potential out of him. Well, just their play style too. Like, yeah, just, I just hated their play calling. Like I knew what they were going to do. It's going to be running back screen, curl route, some stupid fucking, it's basically screen curl route run with Montgomery. (laughs) Yeah. They were just wasting Allen Robinson. That's all they did. It's like you watch the bears and it's like, Whoa, they threw a pass past 10 yards. Holy fuck. (laughs) Yeah. That three, three yard comeback to Allen Robinson and let him get killed. Basically hospital pass every time. (laughs) Jesus used to that. I can't wait to see what he does in the Rams. Yeah, I'm excited. Um, hopefully that's... Hey, man, so much interesting shit out there with that it, uh, Kansas City deal. I'm, I mean, man. I'm almost worried. Almost worried, like, Allen almost missed his punch staying at the Bears as long, you know? Right. I think it's like, he's, did, like, 28. It's like, he did he lose a step in all that time being there, taking hits? Who knows? It's, yeah, I mean, it's almost a good thing for him that he missed as much time as he did. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't need to take that abuse. Yeah. I'm kind of happy. I have Valdez Scantling in dynasty and he's on KC now. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. It sounds like they're basically going to use him the same way as Hill. They want a, a fast guy to go to <laughs> the field. He ain't near as athletic as Hill, but yeah, he's no, he's got like straight speed for sure. Right. And, it, you know, I said, if you've got a tight end to work the intermediate, if you can get Juju underneath, well, I mean, yeah, they might, they might be able to recreate and some it's of just that in the aggregate. Patrick Mahomes. So he'll make something happen. Right. Right. And that's why I'm hoping with Juju um, underneath that maybe he'll take some of that stuff the defenses have been giving him the last year. I feel like Juju's such a good fit. I don't know why. I just feel it. Deep down in my loins. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it just seems like a part of their game that they were really deficient at. I said defenses were daring him to take those short underneath throws, and he was still like, "Eh, I'd rather throw it to Tyreek. When's the last time Juju seen the field, though? Um, Right at the end of the season. He had a separated shoulder. Okay. So he just feels like it's been forever. No, he missed a good six, eight weeks, and they got him back right at the end. So I wasn't even sure we'd see him back. So it was kind of a bonus. It's also like the Steelers are fucking stacked at wide receiver. Like you can get lost in the mix there. 
Well, they let two of them go. So now we're a little well, shit three. We have Ray Ray left too. So yeah, there is some retooling to be done at that position now. I just feel like Deontay Johnson and Claypool are just always going to like take the shine, you know? Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. And that's where most of the targets were headed. So Juju sounded like he wanted to stay. I don't think that was in Pittsburgh's plans to pay him. And you know, Washington, I don't I mean, he's a solid guy. I like him, but I don't think that's a huge loss. So. And once Ben was gone, I just feel like he didn't really have the connection there like fully anymore. So it's just like, whatever, I'll take the deal wherever I can go. Yeah. Yeah, I think they'll they'll draft one, maybe two wide receivers and and then they'll have a shot to to get some playing time well it'll all depend on how it shakes out in camp yeah i mean it's you guys are good at drafting wide receivers so yeah the last 10 15 years they've been pretty damn solid at that so insane yeah it's, actually bonkers it's like one like it seems like everyone they've lined up in wide receiver has been good. Yeah, there's it's like been what very the hell misses. Yeah, insane. But I've oh fucking Packers, man. I'm starting to get a little worried. Well, yeah, because I'm not sure what the plan is here. Well, they're just talking about drafting a wide receiver, but it's like that's you can draft a wide receiver, but yeah. that's not helping us. Like right. He's he could be a top young good wide receiver, but like he's not gonna like just learn the system instantly like a vet that's good. I don't like know. Unless you're drafting the top five or top ten, you're not getting a guy who's gonna make an immediate impact. It's yeah, very rare you get I mean it happens, but I mean it's very rare that any wide receiver breaks through that quick, let alone one further down in the draft. It's pretty much a top five pedigree type deal. And there's like, there's guys like Justin Jefferson who almost like almost is at an advantage with having a guy like Kirk cousins who just throw the ball up to him where Aaron doesn't do that. Like you have to run the route that he's anticipating, you know, like he just doesn't work that way. So it's like, you can't throw like, a random wide receiver out of the draft in there and expect him to be amazing. Well, that's what we were saying on the fantasy pod was that whoever or like green Bay is going to take a rookie wide and whoever it is, that guy is going to be like top three in dynasty drafts. Oh, he will be for yeah, sure. It's gonna whoever. Be crazy. Yeah. They were saying on the one podcast I was listening to that. Yeah. Whatever wide receiver goes to the Packers is guaranteed like one, two in dynasty draft. Right. Probably be a running back and then uh, Packers wide receiver. I mean, whoever's on fucking Packers. I mean, it's that's what I always tell people. Like, you want to be good at fantasy? Take whoever is a great quarterback that throws a lot and pick any of their wide receivers. Right. Just <laughs> like wait. you, you pick those guys and you're going to be like, take anyone on Bills, take anyone on Packers take anyone on Kansas city, like any of those guys are going to get points. Yeah. Sooner or later. I mean, they said you take enough shots at it. Yep. Obviously there's going to be like the one or two, but. Right. But statistically speaking, you're way better off. I mean, what, what's the ceiling on a team with a shitty quarterback? 
even if you're a great wide receiver, having a bad quarterback is going to, is going to take that down so far that. Yeah. That's like McLaurin. Like he's a great wide receiver. He's just fucking like stuffed by a bad QB play. Really? Yeah. He'll be an interesting one to watch this year. Yeah. Once likes a slang. So maybe. Yeah, and we'll see what kind of attitude he has coming into this place. I feel like he's going to come in with a chip on his shoulder because everyone shit-talked his Colts play. Well, and that's kind of what I'm wondering. Is he going to come in and just start chucking it because, hey, this is, I mean, could very well be one of the last shots he's going to get it at starting if it doesn't and, go well. And I talk to people, and I feel like they forget that, like, Wentz was a fucking 15-0 and quarterback. <laughs> Yeah, like, him, and, him and Goff were the two big quarterbacks out of that draft that year. I'm like, dude, Wentz, when he first got on the Eagles, was insanely good. Yeah, that was a nice upgrade for them at the time. Insanely good. Yeah, the quarterback position's pretty weird. I'm still confused about the 49ers, but... Well, yeah, I just don't... Uh, how, how do you deal your veteran depth when he's your only veteran depth? Like, I don't understand why Jimmy Garoppolo still on the block. Like what I said, something to my buddy, like, well, why, you know, maybe you sign somebody to, uh, to fill that depth spot. And he said, well, as soon as you do, you've tanked your value. Cause you showed your hand and they're like, yeah, that's what Cleveland did. But, but still, if you don't have a veteran on that roster, I don't know why you're looking to trade your only r- reliable one. I guess maybe yeah, I there's like know. Ryan Fitzpatrick floating around out there that you can get your hands on once you to make be fair, move. To be fair, fucking what's-his-name could definitely run the Garoppolo. <laughs> there's a couple games where he threw like five passes. Yeah. Like, yeah, but the but Niners if he stuck goes to down, that game plan, like they could, he could stay there. But yeah, if he goes down. Yeah, you've got nobody behind him. It's like I said, at this stage... John Lynch thinks we're all fucking stupid and is trying to tell us that he's got an offer for two second rounders for Garoppolo. And it's like, yeah, you know how I know you don't have that offer because you didn't accept it. And Matt Ryan went for a third. Like what? Like this is Jimmy Garoppolo. He's got one year left and then he's going to want a huge extension. Like who's going to pay you to then turn around and have to pay him? Like that's not a good deal. Matt Ryan for a third and you're going to want more than that from a fucking dude. Matt Ryan was a, is on a rebuilding was on a rebuilding Falcons team. Now he's yeah. on a, a literal playoff team. Right. Right. I mean <laughs> his contract's a little pricey but he's They signed. actually restructured it. He's like only 27 mil a year. Yeah, and like I said he was already signed. So even if his contract was pricey. It's done. Whereas like Garoppolo, you've still got all that ahead of you. So basically if you're trading, you're basically trading for him. You've got to know that you're signing a long-term deal. Otherwise what's the point of giving up any capital? There's been a lot of weird sneaky stuff. Like how does Amari Cooper go for a fifth rounder? How does that happen? Huge, huge cap number. That's a washing machine trade. That's a salary dump. Yeah. They got to get. They had to get under the cap. I mean, look and at then, everything they're doing. Who's Parking that other wide receiver? He went for like a six. There's another one that was really good that went for like a six. Oh, Robert Woods, but he's yeah, coming off Woods. an injury though, so it's yeah. like you understand that he's and not, you're not going to get full value. One of the most sneaky ones and best value ones, I think, in the offseason is Jamison Crowder to the Bills to fill oh, Beasley's spot. 
Did he go there? Yeah. Okay. For four million. Oh, well, that's man. Jamison Crowder to fill Beasley's spot. Yeah, that's gonna oh, yeah. be crazy with Josh Allen. I still had him penciled into New England. I thought that'd be a no-brainer, but yeah, he went to Bills. Huh. Well, that's a probably a good idea for him. That's a solid landing spot. It's gonna be, I guarantee he's gonna be one of the best like reception uh receivers in the league next year. I guarantee it. Yeah, lots of targets. Probably not a shitload of yardage, but definitely a lot nah. of targets. Yeah, he'll be target king. Yeah, there's so many crazy moves. It's just like it blows my mind. Like, how many people need a wide receiver one and Amari Cooper goes for a fifth? Yeah. Like, like I know he has like injury troubles, but that's nothing. Well, and I said you got to pay him too. So essentially, it was kind of you. You got to eat that contract. Whereas I feel Dallas, like it's not they, that bad, though. No, what was I this mean, contract. I'm not sure. I mean, for the wide receiver market, I'm sure it's not terrible. But I said Dallas is up against the cap, so they let him yeah. go. They let they didn't resign Cedric Wilson. Then they franchised uh, the tight end. It uh, is twenty they, million. So yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's basically top top five, top ten. Uh, wide receiver money. Yep, yep. And then they signed James Washington for a dirt cheap next to nothing contract. Oh, uh, that's a dirty catch too. And I don't know how, I mean, like I said, I, he's originally from Texas. So this is probably a Jerry Jones thing. Where like, and Washington oh, yeah. didn't see the field as much as he used to. So no, he I never, feel like he's he, always been a solid, solid wide receiver though. Yeah. He'll, he'll go after the contested ball. he he definitely is one of those guys. They'll get, they got some good value for it. Yeah. Yeah. There's some interesting stuff going on. Yeah. I think that like, means lamb's going to get all the targets and, and Dalton oh, Schultz, yeah. obviously. Yep. And like, I've been thinking about them like Denver's wide receivers just went way up in value. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And we had talked about that in the dynasty pod before they got Russell was basically their numbers were so bad last year that getting rid of those two quarterbacks, no matter who came in, they were going to be on the upswing regardless. Mm -hmm. And then they went and hit the jackpot. So it's like, man, well, your trade window for those guys has closed. Jerry, KJ Hamler, all those guys go up in value. Yeah, Tim Patrick, sneaky. Yep. Yeah, that'll Sutton. be. I'm interested to see how that goes. Yeah, and the tight end's the big thing because uh, I said Russell Wilson doesn't really throw to him, so a lot no. of people are kind of going going nuts about Albert O in Denver. But I'm like, well, you'd have to show me some kind of track record of Russell Wilson using a tight end before I got excited at all about that. He is. Yeah, no way. He does not go to the tight end, which makes me assume that that's why uh, Denver included their young stud tight end in the trade because ah, we don't need him. We're not, we're not going to be throwing to him. I'm super happy that I have KJ Hamler. I hope he does something there. Yeah, he's definitely got said everybody there got a got a big uptick. I'm pretty pissed that Tyreek went to Miami. <laughs> yeah. So mad. Yeah, I think that I have actually Waddle. hurts his value. Well, it hurts mine because now I have two Miami wide receivers. 
Right. Like Waddle was great. And now it's like, oh, fuck. Now Tyreek can take his fucking, like, obviously he's going to impact his receptions. Yeah, that takes some of Waddle's value, but I think it strangely also reduces Hill's value. Yeah, um, because I don't think there was as, as many mouths to feed. Like Kansas well, City was great, but there was Patrick two guys. Mahomes throwing to him. <laughs> right, right. Is I mean, even if they match that same kind of game plan, now, you've got other people in that offense where Kansas City was basically him and Kelsey. That was it. Yeah, and like. Miami's got mouths to feed. Gasecki, Parker, right. like they have guys to feed besides those two. So even if he's taken a bulk of the targets, and I'm sure that he will, it's still going to be a smaller chunk of the overall pie. And then the overall pie is probably smaller than it was in Kansas City too. It's it's like his talent hasn't changed any, but you're just seeing that value take a little ding here and a little ding there. But he's one of those guys, as soon as he has one big fucking game, all that goes away. Yeah. And he's like, oh, he's back. Give him a 200-yard game, and, and you'll be able to get whatever the hell you want out of him on the trade market. Yeah, I've been thinking about it. I just don't know. Like, I've been having a hard time wanting to get rid of him just because it's Tyreek Hill. And it's like, what do I, what do I want for him? Right. Because I feel like people are going to just fucking, obviously, they're going to lowball. But... Oh, for sure. And it's like taking picks is such a gamble too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and depending on the time of the year, like I said, if you're making picks or or trades for picks right now, that's when picks are worth the most. So it's like, eh, Oh, I'm not going to trade. I'm not going to trade picks before this draft. It's fucking not that great. In my opinion, besides wide receivers. Well, that too. And it's like, where, like, I feel like, there's no space. Like most teams already have a one running back. Like where is the running backs going to go? Uh, yeah, there's still, um, there's still maybe out there. well, Jacksonville, I guess like most teams have an established backfield though. Most of them. Well, yeah. And Jacksonville had, was it, they had a, they had a guy there taking carries and then they're, they're getting ETN back this yeah, year too. ETN, so it's, yeah. that's just like an extra addition. Baltimore, they they get like six guys back from season-ending injury, so that's yeah. like that's they have like, like twelve running backs, right? It's like signing a pile of free agents. Ronald Jones finally signed. Yeah, where'd he go? Kansas City. Oh yeah, yeah. And it's like, well, what do you do with him? Because it's like they have Clyde. Right. Well, and I've seen already. I've seen arguments on both sides of that. Is people going, well, that dings Edwards Hilaire's value because clearly this guy. And then I saw somebody else turn around like, well, that clearly means that Edwards Hilaire is taking all the receptions out of the backfield. So I think his value is the same because they were going to have to add a running back regardless. And like, yeah, you're right. It's probably just going to be a game plan situation, uh, game to game. Yeah. That's so hard to predict, too. Right. Right, you you might not even know until halfway through the damn game. Yeah, that's the worst. Like that's how running backs are nowadays. It's like if you don't have an established back, like you're just guessing game. Where are we at? How long uh, are we going? Uh, I think we're just about at an hour. Yeah, we call that good. Yeah, because I think I'm gonna shit my pants. Yeah, 
I gotta go to the bathroom too. <laughs> <laughs> it's getting a little greasy. 